Here by the Owl podcast is a podcast for owlets and wise owls alike. Join hosts Nikki Fiddle-Eye-Doll and Brianna Briegel along with rotating owls from across the country as they discuss what it takes to advise from time to time. Our podcast is fueled by the true knowledge from empowering agricultural education instructors and ripen with the wisdom you will never learn in a textbook. Welcome back to another episode of Here by the Owl podcast. This is the long-awaited episode where Owl Tales podcast and Here by the Owl podcast get together. So we're excited to be online with our friends at Owl Tales podcast and talk briefly about Battle of the Podcasts. So don't everybody celebrate at once that we lost, (laughs) but start off by uh, introducing yourself and just a brief background of where you guys teach. I'll go first, I guess, since nobody else is going to. Um, uh, I'm Matt Whitaker, and um, this is my, um, I guess, 12th year of teaching. Um, And I I teach at Rockcastle County High School in Mount Vernon, Kentucky, which is about an hour south of Lexington, um, just due south. Um, and, um, the, um, I, I've taught for nine and a half years at Boyle County High School in Danville, uh, which is not too awful far away. Um, and I taught one year, my first year of teaching was at West Jessamine Middle School, um, right outside of Lexington. So I've kind of been in the same area of Kentucky the entire time I've been teaching. My name's Lewis Mink and... Uh, I, this is my ninth year of teaching, and I also teach at Rockcastle County High School. Uh, I taught three years at Perry County Central High School, which I'd rather not talk about. And I taught three years with Daniel Bustle at Locust Trace. So. Well, I'm, I'm Daniel Bustle, and I teach at Locust Trace Ag Science Center. Uh, and basically, this is I teach in the second largest district in the state of Kentucky. Uh, so Lexington is uh, quite an urban place uh, with the University of Kentucky uh, there, and so uh, we're set up as like more of more so of a tech center. Uh, and so we have students from all of the uh, public schools in Fayette County and a couple other uh, schools there in the surrounding area. So that's kind of the setup, and I teach a good portion of the freshman courses, uh, mainly because I think I'm the only one crazy enough to do so. And also uh, all the uh, horticulture classes at Locust Trace. Uh, I've been teaching 12 years uh, that are going in, this is year 12. Um, I'm not really sure how I'm doing with all this virtual setup that we're in, but uh, I guess we'll still count it as, you know, year 12. Um, so it's, uh, it's been quite an experience. I taught four years at Owen County in a very rural uh, part of Kentucky, uh, and so I, in that location, I was a one-person department, and now I'm in a, uh, I don't know, ten or twelve-person department. So, uh, <laughs> it, it sometimes it feels like sixty. And um, you three have the Owl Tales podcast, and I remember Nikki and I used well, we still do listen to your podcast all the time, but we were listening to it like back when we were at National Ag Teachers Conference in Anaheim. And I remember Nikki and I were looking at like the case ABF people. And Nikki was like, I'm pretty sure one of them is in our, in our case thing. And it was like this like big, like we were so excited because you guys are like these huge celebrities. Um, You're famous. (laughs) And I'm pretty, Daniel, it was you, right? You were in the case ABF with us. It was me. And, um, you know, the the crazy thing about that is, I messed up actually. Um, and so the reason I was in there is because I scheduled flights, um, on the wrong days and I couldn't change them. So I had to find something to do. And we were going to do the, um, <laughs> we were doing that case, uh, deal at our teacher's conference back during the summer is what we were supposed to do that. And so I was like, well, uh, I guess I'll take a case uh, course, uh, so that I can justify this, uh, because I actually messed up my flights. Um, <laughs> with uh, because Matt sent me his itinerary and I didn't realize that they were going a day earlier um, because of the accelerate and whatnot and so 
I was, I wound up doing the case uh, course and John Hammond from Kentucky was also in there. And so, uh, and, and us being celebrities, I don't know about that. I, that's the first I've ever been called, first time I've ever been called a celebrity. So, but I guess I'll take it. Well, Nikki, when we met you, you in Anaheim, um, we were just, I don't know, like we were just out in the hall and Daniel was like, that's that Nikki that listens to our podcast and always like tweets at us and stuff. And so I, I think I went up and introduced myself to you and then you were like, oh, I recognize your voice. And when you said that, I was like, oh my goodness, like that's, that's crazy. Like I, that's I never surreal. dreamed that I would be, yeah, I never dreamed that I would be in a situation where somebody like knew me because of my voice. Like it's just, it's just crazy. And yeah, I, well, like, and on Altels, we have like, we don't have like a huge audience, but the people that we have that listen are very enthusiastic, I guess. And so, and they always are, you know, wanting to know when we record new stuff and, and everything. And we, you know, it's great. Like, I, I mean, we really enjoy it. We don't, I don't know. We, we go through spells where we just get so busy and get to do another stuff. And we don't, we haven't been recording very many, um, lately, but you know, I think we, we still enjoy doing it. So. And we've had a few requests, uh, for us to start doing some, uh, YouTube live, uh, and, and recording the live version, uh, on YouTube and, and also still loading up the podcast. And so I don't, I don't know. Uh, we're going to maybe try that one day, but uh, Mr. Bonta, I know he'll listen and, and he's, uh, he's really been wanting us to do a, uh, a live version uh, of, of the podcast. So maybe we'll give it a shot one of these days. So what really made you want to start the Alatales podcast? What's kind of that background behind like the entire idea and how it got started? Uh, well, it, it started out, um, back, I guess this would be the summer of 2019. And I, um, I was just talking to Lewis one day, um, and Lewis, uh, said, Hey, you know, it'd be fun to start a podcast. And I had kind of been thinking it. And when he said it, I was kind of like, you know, I've been thinking that too, Lewis. Like, I think, I think we could put something together that's really good. And in my mind, I had thought, you know, that I would like, when I was thinking about it myself, I was kind of like, I didn't really consider doing it with other people at first. And I thought, yeah, like I could do it and inter just interview a different ag teacher every time. And then when Lewis said that he, he had kind of thought it too, I, it kind of made me change my way of thinking with it. And, um, and, you know, doing it maybe as, as a partner thing. Um, and then um, we were at our teachers conference in Louisville, our state teachers conference in July and we were just like let's just do it let's just record something and so we did um and we put that one up uh just a couple of weeks ago we put up the one that the first one that we recorded that was the it was almost kind of wild because it was like it was like 12 30 <laughs> at night when we recorded it and we were a little slap happy um but we had a we had a great time doing it and then Daniel listened to it and Daniel's like, well, I want in on it too. So, and of course we're all really good friends with Daniel, um, already. And so then we just kind of put it together and then, and then, uh, met together one night and talked about some things we could do and started doing it. And it kind of went from there. So if Lewis had never mentioned it though, to me, it probably would never have happened. Would it Lewis? No. And I, I'd been thinking about it for, six or seven months before all that me and my brother-in-law had talked about doing a UK sports one and that kind of fell through and then I kind of thought about starting one about drag racing and because I'd been listening to there was two racers that had started one and they they were picking up and getting really popular and I thought well if them two can talk about it I could and then I just kind of got to thinking well I don't race much anymore, so they don't need me talking about it. So <laughs> me and Matt got to talking and and it just kind of fell into place, I guess you would say. So So you have this passion of helping egg teachers doing your podcast. What are your 
I guess what's the what's the process like? It's for everybody listening. It's almost nine thirty central time. So apparently, this is when they all record. Is it ten thirty their time? Um, but what's the process like? And I guess what are your what are your goals moving forward uh, or vision of where you see your podcast going? Do you want to know the the real process? <laughs> The real process <laughs> very scientific takes, it, 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 and very technical. Um, the the, <laughs> the fun parts um, typically involve getting Lewis set up with technology um, <laughs> or something yeah. messing up. You know, that's that's the real process of how it all happens. But, uh, you know, we, we more or less come up with some things that, that just kind of strike us at that point in time uh, to talk about. Um, and so, uh, when, when you all sent out the, the list of stuff for today and Matt sent back about, well, talking points, I don't know that we, or Lewis said, we don't do talking points. Um, that, that's somewhat true and somewhat not true, but, uh, you know, the, I think for me, um, you know, the goal is that we have a good time doing this, whether anybody listens or not. Um, I think this is something for us that, that allows us to have a little bit of fun, uh, tell a few stories or, uh, or something like that. And, and so, you know, I'm always looking for things that I think one will help people and something that I can relate to maybe through a story uh, or something like that, because a lot of things are happening uh, in this classroom. It's, it's not just happening to one person. It, it happens all over the place. And so uh, it gives us an, an outlet and opportunity to talk about it. And, and maybe it, uh, maybe we help somebody along the way, or maybe at least we uh, get a good laugh out of it and other people can laugh at it too. And so for me, that's kind of the, the process and, and the outlook on it. Yeah, I think, I think Daniel's pretty much right on. We don't, uh, we've never really done a whole lot of sitting down and planning on any of these. I think we like for it to be a lot more natural. Um, and just kind of see, see where it goes. Um, you know, we, and I think we, we, we know each other well enough because we've all known each other for basically our entire lives. And, and we, I think we want our podcast to just feel like we're sitting around talking. Um, just like, you know, like we'd be sitting around, um, at our teacher's conference after the meetings are over or, you know, or something like that, um, just to kind of give it that feel that, you know, that we're all just friends sitting around talking. As far as like where we want to go with it, you know, I, I just, I like having a lot of people listen to it. Um, and, and I like it for it to be entertaining for the people that are sort of in our circle. Um, and, and the people that like you all that have come into our circle. Um, and, and I think, you know, outside of that, like, obviously we're not in it to, to try to make a whole lot of money or anything. Uh, we have a pretty specific audience that we're going after here. So we're not going to have, you know, 10,000 listeners an episode or anything. Um, so I think, you know, we, our main thing is we want to keep having fun doing it um, and give us something to kind of talk about and, and have with our, um, our ag teacher friends um and just make connections that way and um you know do something that you know where do we have something to talk about the things that are going on and and that kind of thing i think uh i mean i think we're we probably would like to do more episodes more often um, but outside of that i think we you know i think i'm pretty happy with how it's gone so you was talking about us doing it so you know doing it at 10 o'clock at night or whatever this is when I become slap happy and really funny. So I think that <laughs> kind of works out good for us too. So kind of like at the football game though, they're not right. Yeah. When like, they got nugs, yeah. they got spicy nugs. Yeah. You all are going to have to watch. Did, Daniel, did you watch that? No, I, I, I haven't had a chance to, uh, to watch it or anything. I didn't, I was, uh, so, I was busy on Friday. It was my birthday, man. And I was working. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it was your birthday Friday, wasn't it? Yeah. So, so Lewis and I got asked to help do color commentary for the football games for this year because they're limiting the number of fans that can go to our high school's football games. And so, um, 
Lewis and I, neither one have ever played football. Well, Lewis played in eighth grade, right? And, and I never, obviously never played. Um, so we're just, we were so goofy on there. Like the guy that did it with us, he actually played football and knows what he's talking about. And he would be just talking about all this stuff. And then me and Lewis were like, Oh, we need to do an ad for Wendy's. And so we were just like, uh, yeah, Wendy's has spicy nuggets and regular nuggets and everybody should go to Wendy's. And that was kind of what we contributed to to the thing. And it was hilarious. Well, we had a great time with it. It's pretty evident that uh, on the podcast, it kind of transfers over to the uh, sports commentating that we're not used oh, to yeah. having sponsors. <laughs> we're not yeah. used to doing advertisements. Yeah. So. Well, that was Matt's, Matt's fault. He deleted all the – see, we were supposed to have, like, sponsors scroll across the bottom of the But they weren't the on the stream. bottom, Lewis. We oh, were trying, I, you I was trying them. to figure out how to get them on the screen because they weren't going to be on the screen, and then oh, I accidentally okay. deleted them. <laughs> So basically so. podcasting at night, sports commentating during, you know, the weekends, you guys pretty soon are going to be rolling in it. You can just retire. Yeah. <laughs> we're pretty much, we're pretty much um, media icons now. Right. Yeah. I have been talking it over. You, you mentioned about being able to retire. I, you know, I've told Lewis, we need to do a financial episode. Uh, so, uh, mm-hmm. that one, I think, I think we'll be able to talk about that one pretty good. Uh, and that may very well be our next podcast that we do. <laughs> well, I can't wait to hear what sponsorship makes it into that one. Yeah. <laughs> so the elephant in the room is the battle of the podcasts where Brianna and I lost. So it's official. We said it out loud. Uh, for those listening, and we'll we'll talk about it, but I did write down, Brianna and I finished with 755.32 miles, and Owltails finished with 764.53 miles. So I guess, how did it go for you all? Uh, and I guess just what was your experience? <laughs> And I hated it. I I wore two pairs of shoes out walking. I'm a fat man. I weigh 330 pounds. Me having to walk up and down these hills in Kentucky sucked. And because I have nowhere flat around me, even if I went to the track at the football stadium, it still goes uphill. So you know, Kentucky is not very in, inclined or whatever the proper terminology would be for that. It's not good for walking. You know, fat people have problems with it. You know. Brianna walked 27,000 miles in one day and, you know, I'm over here walking six and thinking I've done something and yeah, sucked. You know, the, the crazy thing though, after I started looking at the numbers of it, we each walked enough miles to basically travel to each other, Kentucky to, to you all and, and vice versa, you know? So that, that to me is kind of crazy when you sit down and look at the numbers of that, the groups of, you know, each group walked that amount of miles. Um, it's just kind of mind blowing. And, and if you put the miles together, I mean, we, we could basically walk across the country. So, I mean, it's, and it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I don't know, like it felt like a lot of work, I guess. Like it was a real um, test in, commitment i guess like staying committed to to doing it it's time um, because consuming there was, yeah really time consuming because there would be days where i would be you know so busy doing stuff you know i'd go to school and sit at my desk all day and and not have a chance to do anything and then i would get home and it'd be like eight o'clock at night and i'd be like dang i've only walked 1.5 miles today <laughs> and i'd have to go out and just like start making laps around uh the neighborhood out here so um and my neighbors like would like they had to be wondering like what is this guy doing because I'd be out walking like after dark and they would just be like looking at out their window and I would go by and, and like watching to see what I was doing like and and I'd and I would just walk and walk and walk and I would get up really early in the morning and walk and stuff and it it was it was super time consuming 
um shot so do what <laughs> i about got shot walking yeah oh, yeah, yeah you told the story on our there. podcast about yeah. that so yeah i did learn a valuable lesson um though you know if you're gonna walk through the neighborhood so i i live um about 10 minutes north of lexington um in uh small it's not necessarily a subdivision but uh, i'm basically a mile from town and um you don't want to walk during the middle of summer on the night before a trash pickup as it's all it was awful like you know it's 98 degrees out and i'm you know running down the running down the street and i'm like oh man these trash cans are going to kill me i don't you know if the walking and the running is not bad enough the odor from these trash cans are going to get me so lewis was you know getting shot at and i was dying from having to smell everybody's garbage yeah I almost got attacked by a skunk one morning too. Um, I went to the park. There's a, our, our park here in Danville is about uh, probably three or four miles from my house and it has a two mile paved loop. And so I would go there and walk a lot on the weekends. Um, and I would go like, I would go on Saturday morning or Sunday morning. I would get up and go like before daylight and so I'm up at the park at like six in the morning and the sun's not even up. And I'm just like, start walking down through there. And, and I walk up on this place where there's like a little ditch and a little culvert. And I saw something come up out of the culvert and I was like, uh, what is that? And I just kept walking and kept walking. And then I realized it was a skunk. And so I just made like a 90 degree turn and just walked like I walked like a hundred yards like that just through the parking lot and through grass and went all the way around uh, to avoid the skunk. So that almost cut my day short that day because if I would have got skunked, I probably would have just sat down and cried and then went home. And after the first so. day, um, of course we have a, we have a group chat and we, you know, we are sending messages back and forth through uh, and we, we do that pretty much on a, almost an everyday basis. But um Matt sends a message in the group chat <clears throat> the second day and says, uh, we're, we're, we might be in a little trouble. <laughs> and, you know, you know, he's, he looks on there and sees all the miles and everything. He says, you know, Brianna, she's like a marathon runner or something. So, uh, we, we might be in a little trouble. I said, yeah, because none of us could, you put us three together and we couldn't make it in a marathon. So <laughs> somebody would have to carry Lewis. No, I did. I walked, there was a day where I walked, I walked 16 miles, um, one day and that was the most that I did. And when I got done, I was just like, the only thing I could think about was Brianna is not a human. Like there's no way, like, <laughs> <laughs> like I can't imagine getting up and doing 16 again the next day, let alone doing like 24 and then getting up and doing 24 again. Like, yeah, how'd you do that? I want to know. <laughs> what was the secret to your success? <laughs> I don't know. That's like all I did. Like, it's like any chance I could. But I will say since the challenge is over, I have not. I've barely done anything. So yeah, me too, it's not me like too. I do that every single day. <laughs> well, and I would get going and I'd be so impressed. You know, I'd get like six miles in in the morning and then I you know, I have Brianna on my Apple watch. So I'd like scroll over and click her name. And I'm like, so excited. Like I like, I'm doing way better than I did yesterday. And then it loads and she's already at 12. So <laughs> yeah. So every time I thought I was doing really good, Brianna always had me beat, but Brianna, did you run like cross country and stuff in high school or you just do it on, do it for fun? Um, I did track, but I wasn't okay. any good at it. I didn't start like act like distance running until college. Okay. Well, yeah. we said when we started. Uh, well, first we were gonna sign up for, for the hundred mile challenge, just her and I, and I was like, "There's no way we're gonna get a hundred miles each." She's like, "Yes, if we just that's three miles a day. That's not that bad." I was like, bogus. Like, when are we going to have time to do this? Well, then you guys were all like putting it on Facebook. And I was like, Brianna, why don't we just challenge them? 
And that's really how it all started. And our goal was to just not lose by a lot. And I'm impressed with only losing by nine miles. But if we had one more day, I think we would have had Jim. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we put a lot of strategy into it, believe it or not. You know, after that first, that first couple of days, uh, Matt said, you know, I think they got an advantage on us if we have to do this and post them at, you know, that night. Because at first we were logging them into that site, you know, on that whatever that uh, site was that we used. But um, <laughs> he said, you know, they, they have an extra hour or so on us. So they see what we've got. And they, can, they can just go outside and run a, another mile or two and just, you know, add them up on us. And so we're like, well, we'll just post theirs the next day. And so we started doing that. And then we wound up, you know, putting it in the, in the group message on, on the Facebook Messenger deal. Um, and so, uh, you know, and, and we, at the end, we had it, had it added up. And uh, I'm sitting there looking at them, you know, here's the thing. They're basically going to have to get 50 miles to beat us. You know, I think it was like 49 and so I was on the phone with Lewis that night before uh, on the last night. And uh, I think Lewis came through with like 10 or 11 miles, maybe almost 12 miles on that very last night. We needed Lewis's was... gout to kick in. Like, <laughs> like, Oh, it kicked in the next day. <laughs> We're, well, if, if Lewis's gout had kicked in, you know, even a, a, maybe a week, uh, we'd have been hurting pretty bad because you know, I was just I was just looking at my Fitbit uh, app on my phone, and during the challenge, I was averaging over ten miles a day. Um, and then I just looked at the at the last month uh, summary, and my average right now is four. So yeah, I've dropped way miles. off uh, on my daily average of miles. Um, once I get through this uh, fall season, I, I may go back out and try to do a little more walking. I just the time, even, um, you know, even if we're not doing this challenge, the time is just a killer. It was so hard. I mean, we, we started school, so we probably had what, like a week and a half of time where we were in the challenge and in school and we're face to face. So we like, that was my biggest struggle was when I would get home and then, like Matt said, it's, you know, uh, if I were to get home by six, that's pretty early for me. And I live, I also live 30 minutes from where I work. So um, get home and then I would do 12 miles. And the 12 mile loop, like running, walking is a solid two hours. And there was one night that I left a little too late and I was like, I got this. And my husband had to come find me and drive because it was so dark out that I, I legitimately couldn't <laughs> see anything. But it was, it's so time consuming, but I mean, it was really fun. I'm so glad it's over though. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say fun, but I, I, I was uh, never more thankful than when that thing was, when it hit yeah, midnight, because I stayed like, I stayed loose and I stayed that night. We, I think we were basically almost right up to midnight out uh, walking um, because I was like, you know, cause at that point, you know, Matt, uh, and his wife can really have a baby and see, we thought Matt was going to be going in the hospital or his wife going in the hospital. And, and if that had been the case, you know, they would have been stuck in that room because of quarantine yeah. and stuff. I told Matt, I said, well, you just had to like walk circles around the room or <laughs> the something. Because, room. Yeah. I mean, if, yeah. if, if he's not walking, um, and then I, you know, I'd already started school back. Um, I, I actually started not back in person with, with students, but I had to report like August the 12th. Well, that that first day I realized that I was sitting at the computer way too long. And so, you know, I was leaving school with a, a mile and a half at, at best, you know, some days it was almost just barely a mile. Uh, so I was like, you know, I, I've got to do something. So I spent a lot of time in the evenings uh, and my wife would just be like, oh, I guess you're going to go walk again, you know? And so it was, uh, that was the hard part is finding the win. Um, and, and I think that's yeah. probably the, that, the case with lots of things that we do. Um, ag teachers all around the country probably struggle with that. Um, but it, you know, it did allow me to put down some of the, um, some of the uh, computer stuff and, and some of the school stuff. And, and, and it was a good time to reflect on, on things. I thought about the virtual year and, 
uh, all kinds of stuff when I was out walking and uh, slash running. I did way more walking than running, just so everybody knows. Uh, but I also did the 5K deal. I signed up for both. Um, and you had so a figured, time well, in mind, right? Like your goal was a certain time for your 5K. Did you get it? I wanted to get down to 28, um, and it, it didn't happen. I, I could have the the one that got me. I was I was would have been right at it, but my phone whatever reason, when I started uh, counting it, um, I basically went about a quarter of a mile and it, I guess I, I hit it or something and it turned it off and stopped tracking it because I was, and I was running and I got to noticing that it wasn't giving me the updates. Well, by the time I noticed, I'd already ran almost two miles. And I was like, you know, cause it normally would, would uh, tell me, you know, I've, you know, whatever my time was and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, I, I noticed it at first. And I thought, well, maybe it's just my earbuds or something messed up. And, uh, no, I pulled my phone out about two miles in. And at that point I was like, I, I can't, I can't improve the time after I've already ran two miles. Um, and so I, at that point I was like, oh, well, and then, then it, we had a few storms. That was when the hurricane, uh, some of that rain was rolling through. And so I, I didn't make it, I didn't do it. Um, I wound up with the, I think the, the 30, the 32, uh, uh, time, but that, that's all right. Um, I may try it again. I don't know. I, well, that's a big, maybe, I, I don't know if I can do that anymore, but, uh, uh, five K's is almost too much for me. Well, pretty soon we can't run outside. So I'm really glad the hundred miles was yeah. in August because yeah. it's, like 30 degrees at night here and I'm not about that life outside and I hate my treadmill <laughs> so much well that's that's what we we said well they they're uh sometimes running on treadmills and I get you know when it was raining here like none of us we're not um we're not the exercise folks so we don't have any treadmills um and so we were like well they can at least they'll get some miles in on us um while we're stuck uh here in the house or uh, whatever so yeah I got drenched one day um just walking outside my house here it um I got like at the farthest point away from my house um which our neighborhood that has like a, a main loop that's like it's a, almost exactly half a mile and so I, I got like way on the other side of it and it and the sky just opened up and I got soaked um, my shoes got soaked. Everything was soaked. Um, and then I came back to the house and um, waited like 10 minutes and it just stopped. And and, it, and then it was good. And so I like, I put on completely different clothes, shoes, everything. And I went right back out and started walking again. Um, and it started raining again. And it just like, I don't know, like there were, there were a lot of days like that and usually in Kentucky, it doesn't rain a whole lot in August. Um, it was probably more rainy than it normally is. And, and it was just, I don't know, like on those days, you just had to walk whenever you could. And like, if the sun came out, you went out and walked. And then when it rained, you kind of went in for a while and that kind of thing. So that was a little bit of a challenge. And we also didn't have the state fair, which, which kind of was, I don't know, like in a way it kind of helped us because getting ready for state fair and stuff, we wouldn't have had as much time to, to, to walk. But then again, when we're at the state fair, we'd probably walk several miles. So it, I don't know, it probably kind of evened out, I guess on that. Yeah. I see you put over here the uh, joys and discomforts of participating in this thing. I see that in the, in the talking points. And I will say the, uh, the joy is the fact that, um, we all actually did this. I never thought like, I never put much thought into it that, Oh yeah, I can do a hundred miles in a month. You know, when you start looking at it, so, well, it's 3.3 miles a day. Uh, but you know, how many days do we sit and, you know, or at school and we don't get nowhere near three miles in. Uh, so, uh, actually completing the thing that was, that was the joy and the, and the discomfort was the, uh, the pain uh, of some of this, you know, like I would, there's a couple of days. I, I think I had a couple of 12 and 14 mile days. 
I don't, I don't never got up for the 16. I think I got maybe a 15 mile in one day and man, I, you know, the next day I was just drained and that's, and, and Ashley told me, she said, we need to get that, that BCAA or whatever it was. She told me to get, uh, she said, Oh, they make you feel so much better. And, and it somewhat, I guess helped, but, um, uh, I couldn't stand to drink the stuff. It was, she, she, you know, didn't tell me that I shouldn't get the lemonade flavor. Uh, like that stuff make, made me want to throw up and, you know, just trying to drink it. It was like drinking chalk. And uh, so uh, that, that was, uh, that was pretty rough to stomach. There was well, also one day where Lewis and I um, were at school um, working and uh, we had put all of our stuff on Google Classroom to get ready for school. So we planned the whole first week of school and got it put on Google Classroom. And then the next day we came in and they were like, well, we're actually going to create your Google Classrooms for you so that we can put your rosters in for you and it'll all be automatic. And so then so we looked at each other and we were like, cause we had just done all this work and uploaded all of our stuff. And now they told us that it was no good. And the classes we created, were not going to be used. And so we looked at each other and we were like, well, what are we going to do? Cause they said the good, so cause the Google classrooms they created for us weren't going to be ready for like another week or something. And so we looked at each other and we were like, what are we going to do? And, and we realized that literally there was nothing that we could do like there was nothing for us to do at work and so because our hands were tied we didn't have you know we couldn't do any planning or anything for our classes so we just basically walked around the halls all day didn't we Lewis like we just we just, we were just like let's just go walk and so me and him went and walked around the, the halls of the school while all the other teachers were doing stuff that we had done like weeks ago when they thought <clears throat> we was going by teachers' rooms, and I just poked my head in there, just saying, "Well, they told me to come around, make sure everybody was working and stuff." And like, there's one teacher seemed like every time they heard us coming, they would start working and stuff. Because our our school's not very big, but if you go up and down every hall, you know it takes a little while. So I think we got like three miles in right there, just doing that. Yeah, we literally walked all afternoon, just walked around the school. In hindsight, that was not a good use of our time, but really there, there literally was nothing else for us to do that like, and we, I think we were frustrated too that day a little bit. So, well, I know my hardest time was I actually started school in quarantine. So that was fun. Do not recommend. Um, but I had to teach on zoom while all my kids were in my classroom and there was one day where from 7 a.m. to 3.30, I had 0.5 miles. And mm -hmm. I realized the time and I was like, I, I have no energy to now go put in 12 plus miles. And so yeah. sitting in front of a computer screen, um, that was terrible. And so at that moment, I was like thinking of you guys because that's what you were about to do and at that time daniel you had already been you had already started school so um but because of all of this uh we get to send you your first podcast sponsorship real money is going to exchange hands so we want to know uh what you plan to use your 50 dollars sponsorship for lewis what do you think we should use it for I'm open Dole to options. I'm open to ideas. Dole whip. Dole whip. Well, if we're going to go to this place close to my house, we need to hurry because it's going to close soon. Maybe like this coming week, I think it closes. Passes the buy water farms. Yeah. Yeah. Don't idea. do that. I can get you in free there anyways, you know, so don't, don't, let's not <laughs> spend it on something that I go to every day, you know, to work uh outside of my normal job well i think we i don't know we've got we've tried to do these things before um and it's not really i don't know we, we've not done a great job with it but i do have uh something that one of our our friends sent us which is this um to uh it's like a wall hanging thing that's in the shape of a cow uh, a beef cow and it's made out of tobacco sticks 
um, which you all probably don't really know what tobacco sticks are, but um, no, no, I mean, no offense. Like you just don't have tobacco in North Dakota. No, like, we don't. <laughs> well, basically they're just big long sticks that are like five feet tall and they're made out of wood. Um, and so, um, so, but he makes, cause nobody raises tobacco anymore. So he takes people's old tobacco sticks and makes art with them. And he's an ag teacher. Um, and he did, he did an episode of the podcast with us and he was like, Oh, I'm going to send you, uh, send you a thing and you can give it away on your show, on your podcast. Um, so we need to give that away too. Um, and so, so we may, we may tie it in with that somehow. I feel like I can maybe use the $50 to put something together to give that away. Like, like use the $50 for, I guess, planning purposes or something. Well, you're gonna have to come up with something creative yeah. because it's your first well, official sponsorship, so you can't waste it. And, well, and it was really hard. It was people, so. And I was gonna say, and it was hard earned on both <laughs> sides. I mean, yeah. basically fifteen hundred miles um, to get this fifty dollars. At one point, Lewis said. I'm just going to pay him the $50. I'm just going to pay it. <laughs> no, that was after the first, that was after the first day. Like, yeah. I got like, I got like three or four miles. And I was like, God, I'm so good at this. I was like, well, this is really easy. And then I looked and like Brian had done like 7,300 miles. I was like, Oh God. No, I was ready to just give $50. And go home. You all, you all almost broke Lewis the first day. Like he's, I mean, he said, uh, if stuff. they you do that again like, the next day, I'm just going to write, if they beat us again the next day, I'm just giving them the $50. <laughs> and I was like, Lewis, this week, it's a long month. We got a long way to go. We'll just stick with it. It'll be okay. <laughs> well, I mean, you guys said you were competitive, but I mean, we're impressed that we kept up. That's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah, you all did. I mean, you all had one less person. Like, there's really. But impressive. apparently, according to Lewis, we don't have hills or humidity. So, hey, well, one one day you did send us a, a thing uh, on on the messenger and said something about humidity, and I was out walking that. Actually, actually, that was one of the nights I was trying to do my five K stuff, and uh, I looked at it and I was like, "What?" humid out there and i was like well, what is it and you said 55 percent. and i was i looked down at, at at the phone and it was 96 percent humidity <laughs> and the heat index at at like 9 p.m and it was basically dark at that point and the heat index was still at like a 98 degree heat index and so i was like 55 yeah. that's like that's winter humidity here <laughs> It yeah, was it gets humid, really though. humid here. Right now. It gets it's cool. it gets humid, man. It's not nearly as bad here as it is on farther south, like Georgia and South Carolina. But that was the like most the humid day that I think we had all month, and I could have cut the air. Yeah. So I was like, maybe yeah. our humidity is worse. <laughs> cut the air fifty five. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's currently sixty here. I mean, in August, usually in, in Kentucky in August, you walk outside and your shirt just immediately goes like and just sticks to you. I mean, that's kind of how it works. So it's it's pretty bad. So Our humidity right now is 63%. Yeah, ours is, we're like comparable. It's 61. Well, there you go. Only time it was probably that close. Uh, so before we wrap up, I guess, uh, with everything going on, we just wanted to check in and see, you know, what's something great that's been happening in your guys' programs, um, with your FFA kids, uh, recently. Lewis is laughing. I don't know if that's good or bad. COVID. There's gotta <laughs> be something better than that, Lewis. Wait, I mean, we, we still haven't got see or seen our whatever we haven't got to see our kids yet uh we're we get them back in person next week so i guess that's probably uh something good that's getting ready to happen for us uh, but 
really there's not a whole lot going on right now and stuff but i'm so excited for next for next week so we can actually see our kids yeah we did have we we did do a virtual officer training um that was a couple of days um we did about four hours a day for for just a couple of days and and did some planning stuff and and lewis and i we intentionally waited until school was about to start to do that so that we could kind of see what school was going to be like and know how we needed to plan um so we did do that with them um and they did a great job with that and we've got some things planned coming up i was just just a little while ago i was working on um doing a uh, a trivia game um that you know we'll we'll do something like a, a zoom or google meets and do like a trivia night one night with our kids because um, some of our officers have chosen to stay home so so we we have a couple of kids on our executive team that uh, aren't going to be coming to school this fall um and so we, we're trying to do things to keep all of our ffa kids engaged um and just um staying part of the group you know uh, and feeling like they're still in FFA even though they're at home so yeah I, I saw Nikki that uh, your your chapter is um, up for one of the top 10 in the uh, one of the model of uh, innovation areas uh, or whatever yes. it's called two. Now. I don't even know if I just two yeah oh, two of the areas that is right yeah um, we, we were uh, a three-star chapter um, uh, again this year but we didn't make it into one of the one of the cuts uh, for that, but um, I guess you know that was that's probably been the some of the best news uh, for us. But uh, I will say that all of this COVID nineteen uh, stuff uh, and, and school and this virtual learning, um, I think there are some positive things that will that have uh, emerged out of this. Um, I will probably look at speech practices different than I ever have. Um, you know the um, the time I've spent. Um, you know, staying at school or uh, driving back to school for some of the things that we would do, like a speech practice or whatever, um, may change forever. Um, and, and I think it will um, also probably change some of the instruction. There's, you know, obviously I, I, I want the kids in person and I'm a people person. I miss talking to my students. I miss talking to my uh, coworkers and uh, even like at school right now, uh, we're not supposed to go into each other's rooms. I have to stay in my room, you know, and uh, basically see each other when we walk in the door, um, but we can't get too close. Uh, can't uh, can't be in the office at the same time, you know, so like only two or three of us can be in the office at the same time to sign in. So even though we all get there at eight o'clock, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. But I think I think there are some, some positive things with like using um, these Zoom platforms and that kind of thing. Uh, that will change some of our teaching, the way that we look at teaching, um, you know, and, and me being at a technical school, um, you know, I, I even see this as um, something that, you know, maybe we do some of the learning online and, and we come and do skills uh, while you're at the school and you spend, you spend a little more time um, developing skills and, and more one-on-one -on -one instruction um, and, and you do some of the, the theory stuff um, online, that kind of thing. There's some some things that uh, may change education forever uh, out of this. So, um, you know, who knows? Yeah, it's it's been tough. I mean, we're really thankful we got to start face to face, and we're face to face five days a week. I have a little more restrictions than at Brianna's school. Uh, we we temperature check every day we come to school. Uh, employees are required to temp check twice a day. Uh, if we can't social distance, we're required to wear masks. So um, I bought my first pacifier clip of my whole life. So my mask is connected to my shirt all the time. Otherwise, I would lose them along with my keys and my safety glasses. <laughs> so um, I have plexiglass up in between uh, my table so students can at least have some time without without their masks on. So some things have changed, but uh, I'll, I'm ever grateful that we still get to teach in person because online was not kind to me. I, I strive in an in-person setting. So, uh, I do not envy 
those of you that have to continue to do that. So it's exciting to hear that you guys get to be with your kids next week. Daniel, do you guys come back face to face? No. And, and that, so that's, um, you know, the, the, the thing is being in the second largest district in the state um, and second largest population, obviously, um, in terms of cities and, and such, um, I, I don't look for us to be back at earliest the middle of October. Um, and that I think will still depend on how the numbers are um, in terms of the cases of COVID-19. Um, but for the, the rural district, I think it's a lot easier for a place like where Matt and Lewis are at Rock Castle, um, which is where, you know, I went to high school at, um, you know, they have one high school, one middle school and three elementaries. Uh, the district I teach in, we have um, five high schools, three technical centers. Um, I don't know, about six or seven um, like satellite programs um, and 14 or so middle schools. And I can tell you how many elementary, somewhere around the range of 60, 60 or 62 schools total in the district with 45,000 students. So um, there's a lot of problems that have to be worked out. And even if we do come back in person uh, for Locust Trace, um, they may not even actually come to us. Um, you know, there's, there's been rumors of lots of things that maybe since we have like 10 or 12 of us, that maybe we have to go out to the other schools. And, but, you know, that would mean that I would have to teach, you know, instead of just teaching freshmen and, and greenhouse, I'd be teaching, you know, everything, whatever. Uh, but, you know, there's been lots of talk of, of some of that and or having some kids a couple of days a week and then a different group uh, the rest of the week. Um, you know, I, we'll take we'll take whatever happens, I guess. But uh, we'll see. Well, hopefully things return to normal soon. And uh, we're looking forward to hearing your your upcoming episodes uh, and seeing all the, the fun stuff that you guys have in store for Owl Tales. Uh, those of you listening, make sure you go uh, listen to Owl Tales podcast and like them on Twitter. You have Facebook now too, right? Facebook and do you have Instagram? Does well, Owl yeah, Tales have? Do. Oh, that's we, right. You guys have someone that runs it. You're that yeah, official. Well, we did. We, it was a, we had a student that ran it. <laughs> I'm sure she graduated. So we asked her too. So yeah. Okay. Well, maybe your agent um, will get that going again soon. Um, but so, <laughs> so make sure you go uh, like our friends at Alltales Podcast, gentlemen. The hundred mile challenge was awesome. We're looking forward to what both of our podcasts can do in collaboration together. Um, but we are also thankful that it's over. So thank you for being uh, <laughs> here with us tonight.